Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Welcome to episode number 22, going from zero to launch with our guest, Talia Chai. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Hey guys. Hi, Talia. Hi, Talia. Hi. (laughs) Hello. So good to see you. So everyone, Talia is actually a Braid Method and Indie Boom client. A lot of you have been um, asking what it is that Emily and I actually do whenever we're not sitting here recording a podcast, which seems like we're recording a podcast every day these days. Um, so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about what our process is like, but we wanted to do it by actually introducing you to our dream client, Talia Chai. Um, Talia is an expert in skincare and nutrition and, um, she, I mean, we, so I was just telling Talia before we got on the call that Emily and I have been talking to lots of really talented and experienced creative entrepreneurs. So Shalene Johnson has been in the business for 20 years. Paul Jarvis is a total rock star. And Danielle Krissa, the jealous curator. These are just a few of the people that have been on our podcast who are rocking it and they're in it. But we really wanted to introduce you to someone who has really just leveled up their game and is um, just launched her own website and brand last December. Um, So that's December 2014. So even if she's just two steps ahead of you, we wanted you to get to know Talia and what she's doing and how she's kind of making it work in the very beginning phases of creative entrepreneurship. So Talia, hi. Hello. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited to be here with both of you. Well, thanks for joining us. You're a fun one. We're going to have fun with this one, Kathleen. Are you ready? We have fun with all of our guests, but it is fun to see Talia. It feels like reconnecting with an old friend. Yes, Um, So, Talia, tell our listeners, like, a little bit about, well, tell us what you're doing now. Like, what is your expertise? What are you doing? And tell us a little bit about the path that has gotten you to where you are right now. Well, in terms of what I'm doing now, um, I work as a nutritionist and a beauty, health, and lifestyle coach, Um, and I work with people who want to make their lives as amazing as possible by improving their health and their lifestyles and their routines and their habits, Um, because everything adds up and it's all really, really important, and that's honestly my greatest passion. And I'm also um, a healthy chef. So I went to a plant-based culinary school and I tie in healthy cooking and all that into everything because it's all connected to eating. Um, And my journey, I mean, I I was thinking about this and I feel like I've had an entrepreneurial spirit my entire life, if I really think about it. I've always wanted to do things on my own. I've I've never been afraid of being different. I always almost felt good when I was different. Um, like it got me really excited. Uh, so 
I don't know. I, I studied acting as my undergrad degree, and then I decided that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And I did a lot of soul searching to get me to where I am from that point till now. Um, I knew that health was a huge passion of mine, so I went back to school to become a nutritionist. And then I knew I wanted to become a real expert in how to teach people to make really healthy, delicious food. Um, those practical skills. So I went to culinary school after that. And then I experimented. I experimented. I started my first business um, in 2013. So it really wasn't that long ago. And it was called Chef Talia. And if you go to cheftalia.com, it's now like a Japanese porn site or something like that. Because <laughs> I don't have, I got rid of the domain. And now I'm like, I'm embarrassed to say that that, was, that has nothing to do with me anymore. But I bought it on a whim and I was like, Chef Talia, that's going to be my branding. And I built my own website on WordPress and it was very like basic, basic. I have no skills in that department, but I just wanted to do it. And I was a cooking instructor and that was my whole thing. But then after about a year or less than a year of doing that, I realized I was, it wasn't the right brand for me. It wasn't the right business because it was putting me in this very confined box where obviously Chef Talia was everything just food and cooking related and I knew I loved working with clients one-on-one and helping them with their health and I loved the beauty the clean beauty aspects and all of the natural and green beauty products coming about and I I love the lifestyle elements of being healthy and I wanted to feel like I had the right within my brand and my business to talk about all of that so I knew I needed to scrap Chef Talia and I knew that I needed a new business and a new platform to showcase like everything that I loved and help people in every way that I could. So I feel like there's this fine line between uh, something that Emily and I preach a lot, which is just get it out there, like just go do it. But then also we're also at the same time preaching, invest in yourself, um, do it right from the beginning. I, and I think that there's a little bit of both. So I'm curious whenever you launched Chef Talia and then you decide to scrap that and go through the branding process with Braid Creative, with me and my sister and our team, and then Indie Boom with Emily and her team. Um, did you, I'm curious, did you have any regret or were you like, oh, I should have just held off? Or were you glad that you went ahead and did Chef Talia and kind of leaned into it? I was 100% glad that I did the Chef Talia thing. I was fresh out of culinary school. I I knew it was what I needed to do at the time and I gained a lot of amazing skills getting comfortable doing cooking demos, doing cooking classes, which are things that I still want to do now. And sometimes I think that you need to oversee an idea and just do it. If, If that's what you're passionate about at that time and you're still like finding yourself and you're still young within your experience and your business, like I think it's good to try those things out. Um, I didn't make any crazy financial investments into Chef Talia or anything like that. I did everything on my own. So I didn't feel like I lost anything monetarily. And I think what was important about that experience and the reason that I don't regret it is because I learned pretty quickly. Like I tried to be very self-aware throughout the process so that I learned very quickly. I like this, but it's not it. And now I'm ready. And because I had kind of done things on my own and given it a try and felt like what, what it was like. I think that helped me get the confidence to hire you guys because 
I was like, okay, I've done this on my own. I did it kind of in the amateur way. I figured out a lot, but now I'm ready to take it to like the real level, the next level where I'm actually making money. And this is actually a real business. And I knew that I couldn't do that on my own. I knew that I needed help to do that with Braid Creative and Indie Boom. I never thought that it might take confidence to hire us. Like I just, that never factored in. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit whenever it comes to reaching our dream customers, because a lot of times I think that what I do and what Emily does is help give people confidence. So I, it's cool to hear that there's a certain level of confidence that needs to be in place to even come into this process. Totally. So I, w- I want to talk about, I want to talk more about like that decision, like the decision that you made, the moment when you realized that Chef Talia wasn't going to be it for you and that you did need to invest in your business to get you where you wanted to be. So do you recall a point where you were looking at your non-porn Chef Talia site, <laughs> pre-porn, yeah, and food um, porn. <laughs> yes, yes, at your food porn site, and um, and you recognize like this is the point where I need to change. What do, do you have that point? When I knew Chef Talia wasn't going to work anymore, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact moment, but I'm kind of laughing on the inside because I remember the moment when I knew that I was going to create a lifestyle brand. Um, I was in the bathtub and I was journaling like furiously. I'm like all my ideas. I was like, I'd been doing a lot of work on myself to get to that point. And I just remember I was like doing it. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it was all these lifestyle elements. And I'm, this is so embarrassing, but I remember (laughs) I started, I broke out into song and I started singing the hills are alive with the sound of music. This is so embarrassing. I like I could laugh and cry at the same time, but this actually happened. I was like, this is what I need to do. Like, this is going to be my thing. And it all makes sense. And everything I've done has brought me to this exact moment. And I literally burst in. This is my old theater side bursting into musical song and dance in the bathtub. (laughs) But I remember that moment very clearly. I mean, and then at that point, once I realized that this was my business, that confidence, like you were saying, Kathleen, did. It really helped me to want to make an investment in it because I was so sure. Whereas with Chef Talia, I wasn't sure. Like, I was like, I'll just try it out. Like, it was a younger thing. But with this, I was like, no, I've tried other things and I feel very confident that this is it. So when I came across Indie Boom, which later introduced me to Braid, um, it felt, I mean, it was a big investment. So that it took me a while to me, to be sure about that just because it's a huge commitment. It's a huge leap of faith. And I, there's risk, there's risk involved with any, any investment. So I really had to think about it for a while. And I went back and forth a million times and I really tried to make like a wise decision, but I knew I needed help. I knew it. And I knew I wanted like really high, high quality help. I wanted the best I could get. And I actually remember when I was trying to make decisions, I was trying to compare and look at other people maybe doing similar things. And I just kept coming back to you guys. And I was like, no, I'm like, I don't want to go with someone where I don't feel like they're going to do as good a job of a job for me. And we're not going to work together in the same way. Like, I feel like on both of your parts, like your marketing and your branding is a huge part of the reason that it gave me confidence to be like, no, like they're speaking directly to me. These people must be the people who I'm meant to work with and help me build this 
this business, like, I don't want to sacrifice that. I don't want to go for something that's maybe a bit less expensive or it just felt really right in the end. Yeah. Good. Well, and it's, it, it has definitely ended up being one of our like dream projects. I've totally loved it, but I want to touch on two points. One being your moment of song. Oh my God. <laughs> and the confidence that you found came from a moment of clarity. And that's something that Kathleen and I have talked about privately several times and that real confidence comes from a point when you find clarity like sincere clarity in what it is that your next steps are or what it is that you're wanting to build, confidence just sort of comes from clarity in a really awesome way. And so I love that you finding your clarity and what your path was going to be helped you find the confidence to move forward. But I also love the fact that it was our branding, positioning, and marketing Mm -hmm. that helped us sell to you. Totally. Which is even more of that, like that that pain point of like having branding and having marketing, and having clear positioning in place and knowing what it is that you're offering and to whom you're offering it to. Yeah, um, is super important in being able to get clients to come to you and simply say this is the right fit. Because for me, building indie boom, and I know braid building the braid method, we want our offerings to sell themselves. Basically, and that comes from clear branding and positioning um, and just really hardcore um, messaging, but clarity in messaging that gives people confidence that we're going to do what we say that we're doing. Totally. High five. And yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know you guys before this. I didn't know anyone personally who had worked directly with you. And yet I went in and took a leap and, and did it and made a huge investment, you know, um, and I'm not the kind of person to do something like that just on a whim. Like I really need to feel it in my gut that it's right. And, and I did. And that is a huge, in huge part because of your clear branding and messaging and all that. I mean, that was, and obviously talking to you guys before that, you know, like everything, but, um, it was a huge part of it. Sure. I want to ask you about um, so while you're doing Chef Talia, and then uh, even as you were kind of relaunching and decided to hire us, were you working a day job at all? Um, yeah, I I had a job at the Detox Market, which is this clean beauty boutique essentially, and I still work there part time. Um, and I also was actually both of my side jobs that I had then, I still have now. Um, leading food tours all over the city, um, which is really fun. And it's cool because when I first took that job, it was just like awesome people and it just seemed like a fun thing to do on the side. But it just goes to show, I mean, I've been there for almost a year now and um, now they've asked me to create my own like TC Wellness branded healthy food tour for them um, and go in it on like an actual business level as opposed to just being a tour guide and all that so I get to put the whole thing together and be really involved so it just you never know like if you have little passionate side jobs that feel connected and not just like mindless and all of that um, you never know what could come out of them 
Yeah, I, I, I want to point out really quickly, and in, in, in working with Talia too, because we do have so many people who listen to the podcast who are side hustlers, who are you know building their their business like separate from their day job. One of the things that you have done that I have admired so much is that your day jobs have been day jobs that have given you energy. Like you love the jobs that you do. You love them. And you've used them in building your brand. You've used them to leverage like the growth of your new brand so well. I mean, you've done workshops at um, at the detox market, and you've made connections with uh, like the juice company, the local juice company. We know we've we've talked about that and doing affiliate programs. Like you have used those day jobs to leverage the growth of your like new brand in a way that I feel has like has helped you grow just as much as the investments that you've put in time and money in building a website and brand. You've you've been spending your energy with these day jobs really connecting with people who are going to help, you know, the greater Tally Chai wellness brand far beyond a day job. I also want to point out I love how you refer to the these jobs as your side jobs and Talia Chai is like your main hustle because what we're seeing a lot with um, our listeners of being boss is that a lot of them that do work at day jobs they consider that their real job which I'm putting mm-hmm, in quotations yeah. if you're not watching on mm-hmm. YouTube and um and so they consider that their real job and they consider the creative entrepreneur venture that they have on the side as their side hustle. And for you, just hearing you talk about it, it's kind of the flip-flop. Talia Chai and the brand that you're creating is your main hustle. And these jobs on the side are simply that. And I also love what Emily said about those really supporting your brand and using them you know, uh, uh, together, hand in hand. So I think that my advice for listeners might be, if you're not quite ready to take the full leap on your own, at least get jobs that are aligned with what you want to be doing and will help you grow your expertise on someone else's dime. Like that's really a really great way to be compensated financially and just even um, on your entrepreneurial journey. I totally agree. And I think that it's a huge part of the journey. At least it has been for me because I've always my whole life. I've been the kind of person who needs to be passionate about what I'm doing on a small scale or a large scale for better or for worse. It's what brought me here today to like launch my own business. And even with my, my side jobs, like if I feel like they're soul sucking or life sucking, or I've, I've had those jobs where I've sat there and the highlight of my day has been leaving the office for a walk at lunchtime and being outside and like being like, how can I make my life more like this? You know, I've had those moments and I can't, I don't last very long there. So even if maybe you get paid a little bit less doing something on the side that you really love, I think it's worth it in the end to hustle through that because it'll fuel your life and it'll fuel your actual business and all the work that you're doing. And like, you never know what can come out of it if you're actually engaged and passionate and doing your best work in that space. Like so many opportunities can come out of that, even the side ones. All right. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the branding and website journey that you went through. So you found Braid Creative through Indie Boom, but whether or not we're working with Indie Boom clients or with our own clients, it's usually the first step in the process. Um, Emily and I will meet with 
clients together or separately and just introduce ourselves and make sure that it's a good fit for everyone. We've done a mini-sode about having dream customers and how to stick to that dream customer. And part of it is getting face-to-face and just making sure that we're all on the same page. Um, Part of that is just energetically, like do we mesh well Um, Do we think that this can be a good working relationship? But then it's also outlining, okay, here's exactly what you get. And that's the great thing about whenever you have a process and you can package it, is that you're able to tell people this is what you get rather than you being like, so what do you offer? And me being like, well, so what do you need? Because then it's just like an awkward dance. Whereas if you're coming to me for branding, I want to be able to take the lead for you and I want you to be able to feel good in that dance by just taking the, you know, uh, what is the dancing metaphor? Like if you're leading and then you're like, what, the following? following? Anyway, it is a dance though, right? Yep. Um, it starts with, and so I just want to talk a little bit about how the braid method works and um, how you went through that with us. And so it starts with us sending you a manila envelope. Of, yeah, that was very exciting oh, to get that. Fun. So it's like these, <laughs> we call it our start deck, and it's these homework cards that we send to you. And they're not super tricked out and um, branded fancy by any means. They're really simple, and that's because... I don't want our clients to be distracted by design. I just want them to be thinking about the content and thinking about what they're filling out. And it's really just, it's nine cards that ask a whole bunch of questions in a bunch of different ways, but in a really fun and interactive way. Um, So some of those exercises are goal setting exercise um, by pretending um, you're in a time machine and you've zapped five years in the future, what does your life look like? And that can kind of help us see what your vision is for where you want to go. We're looking at things like dream customer avatars and really profiling who that person is. Um, We're looking at kind of like your inner spark, that thing that really drives you and your purpose, but then also your outer shell. Like if you could talk to all the people that you want to help and just kind of like with a megaphone on a street corner or like the end of times guy with the sandwich board sign. Yeah. If you were like that crazy person on the corner of the sidewalk yelling at people about your brand, what would that be? And then we're also looking at some of the look and feel stuff. Like, so who are other experts that inspire you and Uh, What are some brands that you really love the look and feel of? So one of the things with branding is I think that a lot of people assume it's just about logos and typography and colors. And then that's it. We're done. But it's so much more than that. And that's how we get to that deeper layer of who you are, what your expertise is, how you're going to share it, and how you're going to sell it. Um, One of our cards specifically talks about what you're actually doing. Because I find a lot of the creatives that we work with are really charged and feel really emotional about what they do, but then they forget that it's a business and that they need to have something to sell. Um, Because you can't just sell hope. You can't sell empowerment. You can't even sell a lifestyle. You have to have a tangible product or service that is packaged up in a way that not only inspires people, but reassures them. And so um, that's part of what we're getting whenever we go through that homework with you. So we send you those homework cards, you fill them out. Uh, How was that process of filling out the homework cards? 
like it was fun like I knew it was gonna arrive in the mail and I was so excited and it's just nice to get real mail these days anyways and I love doing things online that's how my business is structured but it's still really nice to receive something in the mail and write things down with a pen and paper you know um so I enjoyed the process a lot like I've always really enjoyed digging deep asking myself those types of questions um I always learn every time I do um and I think that, yeah, I think that it, it was a really well-rounded process. And I really appreciated that you guys wanted to get all of that information from me because it showed me that you really cared to get dig a little bit deeper as opposed to just keeping it really surface, which I think is so important when you're building a brand. Right. And so the follow-up to that then is you fill out your start deck cards and then we have a Skype meeting. So I think that there is something to be said for meeting face-to-face. And it is just my preferred style of communication. I feel like it humanizes everyone in the method and in the process. And so you're not just reading your start deck answers to us. We're asking you even more questions. And Emily earlier was talking about that clarity and finding confidence through clarity. Well, clarity happens whenever you ask a whole bunch of questions and you're asking the right questions and you're really hearing yourself. And I think it helps whenever you have someone mirror back to you what is being said. So um, we talk to you and usually it happens where I'm facilitating the conversation and then either my sister, Tara, who's my business partner, or our brand director, Liz, who's out in Durham, North Carolina. And you worked with Liz, right, Talia? Yep. It was me, you, and Liz. Yeah. So we were all Skyping together, and I was helping facilitate the call and ask a bunch of the questions. And that's where a lot of my coaching practice comes in because um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of coaching you through a lot of questions. And it's like, wait, you sounded um, really energized whenever you started talking about this thing. Elaborate yeah. there. And that's how we dig deeper. Meanwhile, Liz is just taking notes. She's literally capturing what you're saying because there's a big difference between what you write down and what you say out loud. And that's how we can really capture your authentic tone and vibe is by hearing what you're saying. Definitely. Um, and then really figuring out the overlaps and what's rising to the top and then the disconnects and what is really, uh, you may have written one thing down, but we never heard you say those words out loud. So we don't want to use them in your brand because it it's maybe words that you're taking from someone else and you like how they said it, but it's not really you. I want to point he- out here too, though, like whenever you came to me, Talia, to do, to do this big project, you thought you were going to do skincare. Yeah, when I originally started. Yeah, if if we can recall, because let's see, Talia, we started working together last July, so we're ten months into our program. Mm-hmm. And ten months ago, you wanted to do skincare, and it was through the Braid Start Deck in that first sort of section of like our engagement together with Braid that helped you find even further clarity in the fact that you weren't going to start off with just skincare. Mm-hmm. So just like you know, giving some shout outs to really how this process and really digging deep can get you further into what you want to do than even you thought you wanted to do. But it's cool because I liked how skincare came up in it. And even in our introduction, I mentioned the skincare because that did rise to the top as a big, um, well, like a really narrow, actually a really narrow point of view. And if we can start with skincare 
then we can open up into all the other lifestyle stuff. And I'm excited to really just catch up with you and hear how things have even evolved since then because the Braid Method is a brand platform. And that is a platform to kind of dive from and grow, grow, or, you know, really even deepen. Um, we use a metaphor about a girl on a diving horse a lot. And so we talk about branding in that sometimes you'll, sometimes you'll go to the circus. I don't, when's, has anyone been to a circus recently? <laughs> I no. haven't been since I was like <laughs> I, in elementary school. And I think even now, like Me I, too. I don't even know if circuses are still uh, Now it's just Cirque du Soleil. That's the new circus. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the animals out of it. Right. Well, so traditional, think about like traditional old school circus and you go and there's a three ring circus and there's a bunch of stuff happening and you kind of don't really know where to focus and where to direct your attention. That is a scattered brand. But then you might go around the corner and you see the girl on the diving horse and you know that she is there to do one thing and that is to get a horse up on a platform and dive into a tiny, narrow pool. And that's what we want our clients to be is the girl in the diving horse. We want people to come to you for exactly what it is that you are best at. And so we had a conversation after you fill out your homework cards and we're asking lots of questions. We're capturing what you're saying. Then we go away and we start to develop. So we do consulting, but we do it visually and we develop a 25 to 30 page PDF and we came back to you and we were like, here's what we heard you say. We're capturing quotes that you said out loud. And I think it was even Talia one time you were like, did I say that? And we're like, yeah, you totally said that. You just needed someone to capture it for I you. I for sure said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're just going on this rant and talking, like you forget, but um, it's cool that you guys are taking notes like that and then you can kind of hear yourself again in a different way. And then that, that document is also, so it's really visual and um, we're, it's kind of a living, breathing mood board. We're pulling pins from Pinterest and from your Pinterest boards and not just your branding Pinterest board, but all of them. What are some things that you love? What are some visual metaphors that we can start to pull into your brand? So this is simply your vision guide. It's the framework and the backbone for what you do. We're not even designing anything yet. Um, at the very end, and so we're talking about things like your dream customer and kind of just outlining the roadmap of your expertise, your vision, your style, your point of view, all that good stuff that goes into a brand. Um, in that meeting, we're talking back and forth. And I think even from, like you said, from the start deck moving forward, you start thinking about your business and your brand in a different way. So the process is a part of what gets you to that final brand platform. So we have that conversation and you'll even tell us like, uh, this doesn't quite resonate, but I love how you guys said this. And so we will kind of tailor your final brand platform to match your feedback. It really is collaborative. There's a conversation happening. The very last process is then a couple of weeks later, we meet up for Skype again and we reveal to you your final brand platform. And so it kind of feels like we get broad with the vision and then we narrow back in with your brand platform. Um, and that does include things like your logo, your positioning statement, your rallying cry. And so these are things like um, that you might consider your elevator pitch. We go into your brand story, which is more than, it, it's not a resume at all. Like you might have your resume, but your brand story is how you emotionally connect what you do with your purpose, with your dream customer. 
Um, and then we give you how to hire me language. So I found a lot of creatives have a hard time saying, okay, here's what I do. And we get to your how to hire me language by looking at your process. So we asked you, Talia, every time you work with someone, what is the process like? What do you do? And it might seem obvious to you where you're like, well, we meet and I assess what's going on. And then I create a plan of attack and then we implement it, you know, and it might seem really obvious, but that's the kind of conversation. If we can make it your process outlined and visual, that is really reassuring to your customer. And then the final thing that we developed that um, a lot of our listeners have heard Emily and I talk about before are these sales slides. So it's a series of P it's, well, it's a PDF that is about seven to 10 slides that you can use to attach to an email or even use it. I gave the slides to Emily and said, here's some of the visual direction, take this and use it to help design the website. Um, so that is what that is, the sales slides. And again, it's just kind of outlining who you are, what you do and who it's for. It's really your brand platform condensed into this PDF that you can send to people. Um, to share more about who you are and what you do. It's kind of like the equivalent of a media kit, except that you're not media, you're a business. Um, and then finally, that's it. We show it to you all together and it's a package. We put everything into a Dropbox. So all of your assets and even we like to give our clients native files. A lot of people don't like to do that, but we like to do it because we like for you to be able to hand it off to a web designer and developer I, I love working with Emily because I always know that people are in good hands whenever they go from us to her. And she knows exactly what to expect from our process as well. But we have a few designers and developers that we work with if Emily's not the best fit. Um, so then I, I want to talk about like what's next, unless you have anything to add to that, Talia, to that process as far as like that vision guide and that platform and what that was like for you. Um, I feel like you, you covered it all. And I think that, um, yeah, like throughout the process, even for me knowing what I didn't like or what didn't work for me visually or aesthetically, or like was as helpful as seeing what I, what I did like, because then it helped me to get clear and get that clarity further along the way. So, um, yeah, for me, that process was a lot about clarity and just narrowing in, narrowing in, like the metaphor that you used, but really narrowing in as much as possible because my mind tends to be very scattered. I have a million ideas. I want to do everything at once. And I know that's not the right approach, but sometimes you need help to really narrow in. And then you feel really good when you do. I was going to say also just like literally getting it on paper too, because we can talk, talk, talk. And then after the conversation, be like, wait, what happened? What did we say? And it's a lot of information to digest. And so we'll recommend to people come back to your vision guide and your brand platform time and time again. If you're ever feeling scattered, come back to this document, use it as your roadmap, use it to help you make decisions and to remember your clarity of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so after you worked with us, you went back to Emily. Yes. What was that like? Tell, tell us, Emily, how did you guide Talia through that process? <laughs> well, and, and, and I'll start this with, with to, to work with both Braid and I. Talia came to me first. Like she found Indie Boom. I think you were in my webinar last yes. year. Yes. 
I think yes. last March or something, I did a webinar on like how to build like a cohesive like online presence. And that's actually when I launched Indie Boom. So I first launched Indie Boom after that webinar. And Talia was one of the fab people that contacted me, like one of the first ones that I booked. Um, Talia was one of those. And, um, and I knew that I wanted to pull in Braid on some of those projects, especially the ones that were for personal brands, because Braid is amazing whenever it comes to um, building personal brands for, for creatives and having that business visioning. Um, and because I do know what's going, what kind of files I'm going to get. Like, I've, I've actually sort of made it a rule. Like if people come to me with brands not done by Braid, I won't do it (laughs) unless they are packaged as wonderfully as braids are. Um, So whenever people come to me and they, um, I know they're going to build a a personal brand. So Talia, you were one of those that you came to me and you were, you were like, I don't even know what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to be this, this lifestyle brand. And it's all about me and what, you know, I want, uh, I want to share with the world and I want to do this, this, and this. And I was like, girl, you need braid. (laughs) (laughs) So it, it was, it was, it was an easy decision at that point. Um, and so I remember getting in touch with you or, you know, we, we booked up and we set a date and we had our first meeting where, uh, where really it's like goal setting, like, who are you? What are you doing? And what are some goals that you have? Because you did book the 12 month indie boom project. So we, a whole year together, like I wanted to make sure we had some good goals. You know, we were obviously going to get branding and website done. Um, and we just sort of laid out just a rough roadmap of what the next 12 months would be. Um, and then we did the braid process and I was in on all those meetings, just sort of listening in and soaking up all that goodness. Um, and then after Braid, we, we really hit the ground running <laughs> with all the things. So I remember, let's see, that was, um, I guess, late last summer. We had branding done, and we started um, website planning. So knowing that you wanted to um, offer your services on your website, email marketing was going to be huge for you, as it should for any online entrepreneur, um, that you wanted to have a huge blogging presence because you wanted to share all this content and, and grow a community around uh, around your self-care principles and all that jazz. So we planned your website. Um, and we designed and developed and um we oh we also pulled in Lexi content who is fantastic by the way for creating your content so we did do a full like planning of your website and then had someone write your content um and designed developed and then we ended up launching your website in December so we really took some good time to really make sure you had content going you came to me with all those great blog posts just ready to go you were hustling things out so i want to hear from you like that that process <laughs> For web, what was that like for you? Um, and what are just some helpful tips you can give to people who are going through, I guess, the same thing? I think I had a really clear vision of what I wanted it to look like, like the look and feel going in um, throughout the whole process. And especially like after working through Braid, um, I really narrowed it in on what I wanted my website to look and feel like so i i felt confident about that i think having a really clear vision helps because it could be anything i mean your website could look like anything so um it helps to just get more focused and that made me feel good and and you guys executed that amazingly 
And so Talia, were you like going around to other websites that inspired you and saying, I like this about this website and I like this about this website, but I don't like this. I mean, were you literally sharing links and kind of mood boarding that out? Totally. Um, I, I really kind of tried to find the common denominator between all the websites that I liked. Why do I like all of these, you know? And for me, like a lot of white space in the background, like a lot of very like minimalist and clean looking um, and things like that. So I really did. I did a lot of research on my own, a lot. And I'm huge. Like Pinterest was very, very, very helpful because it's the best way to capture any any visual elements um, for the branding and the website. So I got really into doing that research on my own. And then I loved working with Emily and working with Indie Boom to actually execute it. And um, I was really, really happy with how you guys executed it and how we could work together and feed off of each other and exchange ideas in our, in our bi-monthly sessions and, um, and work through that together. And so and then creating the content, like creating some content, blog posts and all that before we launched was important. Um, it was scary for me. It was overwhelming for sure. It was like my first blog post that I was writing. And looking back, it's funny that it was so intimidating. But, you know, it's just starting something, starting something new and putting your voice out there. It can feel really overwhelming at the beginning, especially before the the website itself even existed, right? So, but that was a good process for me, and and I enjoyed it. I really did. It wasn't too stressful um, leading up to the launch. No, no. So, and that's one of the really great things about you know doing indie boom and investing in something that you know is going to be put together is just as Braid has their like hardcore method for branding. We do. It's it's similar for website. It's just more drawn out. <laughs> like it takes yeah. a couple more meetings to get there because we do. We talk about we talk about inspiration, and I get you to send me sites that you like, and not even send me sites that you like, but telling me what it is that you do or do not like. So I love the menu. I wanted to jump in and point out that sometimes for people who maybe aren't as visual as you, Talia. Yes. Trust your designer and developer and even send them like a list of links and say, I don't know what I love about these websites necessarily, but here are all the ones I like. Um, And your designer and developer should be able to look at these and they can help you find the common thread and they can say, okay, what I'm seeing across the board is lots of white space. I'm seeing that actually every single one of them has a newsletter sign up at the top. And I know that a newsletter is important to you. So, you know, that's definitely something to consider. So they're not just looking at the design, but they're looking at the functionality and seeing what those common threads are, are the blogs on the homepage are um are they selling something is it an online business or is it pushing in person product so that's another thing uh, just for any of our listeners who are working with a designer and developer you don't necessarily have to be able to say what you like or don't like about something you just need to maybe give your designer and developer a list of things and let them kind of dissect it from there I totally agree with that. And I, I kind of knew going through it that I didn't have to do any of those things. And I trusted that it would have been amazing had I not, but I'm just, I am such a visual person. That's kind of how I operate. And I already saw it. Like I already kind of saw things. So I needed to communicate that, but it could go either way. I know a lot of people wouldn't even want to have to get into that on their own. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, I really, I actually loved that part of the process. Good. And I think that the more visual you can get and the more you can be using Pinterest as a tool and 
even putting together mood boards, the more collaborative and enthusiastic outcome you have at the end. Hey guys, I want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easy to use invoicing software designed to help creative entrepreneurs get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. Now, I personally use and love FreshBooks. I first started using FreshBooks whenever I was a solopreneur freelancer. I remember I did the free trial, which you can try your own free trial by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section. So I started with a free trial and after 30 days, I had to commit to a plan. And what's really great about FreshBooks is that the plan starts at just $9.95 a month. So I promise you that it is an expense that will pay for itself because using software like FreshBooks will make you more efficient, it will help you get paid faster, and it will just help you be more legit. So stay on top of your business with a clear picture of its financial health. Try FreshBooks for free today. Just go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section. Try your free trial for 30 days, and then after that, you can start a plan for just $9.95 a month. All right, back to our show. Yeah, so I, I also want to – so we, we did website launch, all that jazz, and that launched in December, but we are still working yeah. really, really hard on lots of stuff. So because you, you, because you did the 12-month indie boom, um, and we launched the site in December, and – which left us about six months to like continue working. So one of the things that I love about how I've built Indie Boom is that projects don't have to end when the website launches. Like I actually prefer it if they don't, <laughs> because I've seen that that whenever I can work with clients more long term, um, that I can be more of a part of that success than simply launching a website. Mm-hmm. Um, so with our twelve month indie booms, you get coaching with me. So we meet twice a month and we talk about what you've been up to, what your next steps are, how that's reflected on the website. So my team can do any edits or changes and build out additional pages or whatever that may be. So we've still been working on a lot of stuff. So since since launch, you have been working on some amazing things. So we launched in December. Uh, we took a little bit of a holiday break to breathe because we'd been working so hard for so long. Yes. Um, and you've been doing, you've been blogging a ton. So really been staying on top of your blogging and sharing that content to grow your clout and your, your community and those things, um, pushing your list. But you've also been working on another big project that I want to talk about. Yes. So let's talk about it. But first we were all having a little discussion before this started and we were talking about how a lot of people maybe think that once your website's launched, you kind of be like, oh, like the work's the major work is done. And now I get to kind of go for the ride. And I was like, well, for me, it kind of feels like the opposite. It feels like as soon as my website launched, that's when all of my work really started. Yeah. Your business started. It's so true. (laughs) Branding is just branding and web are the first step. And then after that, you still have to hustle. You can't just sit back and expect (laughs) clients to come to you without doing things like putting out your content and sharing your gifts of knowledge and really selling yourself too. It takes a lot of work and it's a lot of trial and error and you fine tune. Like I've changed so much from December till now, May, you know, um, in terms of evolving with what's working, what's not, what feels right, what doesn't. I mean, just a lot of trial and error and you have to keep 
pushing forward and trying out new things in order to make those little breakthroughs, I guess, to keep everything moving forward because you create a lot of it before it even exists. Do you know what I mean? Like you're creating all this stuff that you think will be really good, but once you execute it, then you have to see, okay, now what's working and what's not, and how can I make this the best possible version of whatever it is? But um, yes, Emily and I have been working towards my first product offering, which is going to be an ebook. So it's a recipe ebook. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's Every recipe in it is dairy-free, gluten-free, and refined sugar-free, which I think sounds terrifying to a lot of people because how can food taste good if those things aren't in food? But that's my goal. My goal is to provide like a tool and a resource for people like my clients and then other people who just want to try cooking at home um, to feel confident and make awesome food that's going to leave you feeling absolutely amazing afterwards, you know? Um because I know that taking those things out is intimidating. I wanted to make it easy for people. How can people get your ebook? Well, it's going to be up for sale on my website, which is taliachai.com. Um, so what I would recommend is it's going to be launching sometime soon. Um, sign up for my newsletter. So just go to taliachai.com and enter your name and email address and sign up for my newsletter where you just get lots of fun updates, but including any new offerings like this ebook, you'll be the first to know. Yeah. So you, you have been working your butt off on this ebook. Like oh my God. every, every meeting that we have had for the past three months, at least, I mean, usually up behind your head on that board is all of your recipes. I know. And we've, <laughs> I know. It does it not normally look off. like this. It's covered. <laughs> this was like my major vision board for the ebook, which my boyfriend actually helped me create and it was brilliant because it helped me to have like a massive version of this ebook so I could switch things around and as it all changed, it was, it was good. Wait, can we talk about your process for that a little bit? I'm going to talk about yeah. this because at Braid, we have our chalkboard for manifesting clients. Yes. And so I want to talk about using a physical thing that you can be writing on as a way to help you with your creative process, especially when it comes to creating something massive like an ebook. So tell us a little bit, and especially for the people who aren't watching on YouTube, behind you, it looks like you have a big whiteboard. It's like a canvas covered cork board. Oh, okay. So you're pinning things up. Yes. Tell us more about that so, process. Yeah. So before, okay. So I spoke to Emily. I'm like, what's going to be the next thing we're going to work on? And I just knew even though I thought it would be something different before, once I was really working with my clients, I'm like, this is what people need the most. This is what needs to get done first because it helps my clients like immensely. So I felt like I needed to do it for my clients and I would feel more confident sending them on their way with something like this to help them. Um, but then I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm writing a cookbook. Like, what am I doing? This is so terrifying. And it's such a big project. So I kind of was paralyzed with fear for maybe a week or two. And then my boyfriend's actually the one who helped me. He was like, you can't figure this out in your head. Like, it's too much. You have to get it out there. You have to make it visual and you have to work through it in that way. And it was so helpful to do that. So I literally divided this board behind me into columns for each section of the book. And then I wrote out on little pieces of paper and pinned them like going downwards in these columns, 
every recipe idea I had for each column. And then actually, as I started making each recipe, I'd put a check mark beside it if it was good, or I would take it down if it didn't work out. And then I just started to see the actual content of the book evolve and be created in front of me. And then I was like, okay, what makes sense in the in the theme of this book, what doesn't, you know, just started fine tuning everything, but having it up there was huge, huge. It really helped because I had to get it out of my head. It was too overwhelming in my head. Yes. Everyone needs a chalkboard or a cork board or a dry erase board, something to help make your tasks or your client list or a big project like an ebook or an e-course, make it visual. Yeah. And get specific on that cork board too. And you get specific about like what needs to happen. And so I loved how you described it being, you know, your big buckets of like sections of the book, but then getting really specific with the pieces. And I love that it's even modular. Like you can take pieces off if it doesn't work and you haven't disturbed everything around it. Exactly. And then you can see where your holes are. So if you have a whole bunch of stuff in one section that you're like, that's not working, you take it all down. You realize, oh, I need to replace that content with something because you can literally see a giant hole there. Exactly. No, it's good. It, it really, and like I mentioned, I am a visual person. So for me, it really was that missing element. Um, and since then, I mean, like Emily and I've had our meetings checking in. And um, so I'm pretty much, fi- I'm finished all the recipe creation and now I'm finishing up all the written content. And then uh, I'm shortly moving into photography. So I'm photographing the whole book myself um, which is really exciting. I have never even used an SLR camera before. I take everything with my iPhone, but I have a friend who's a photographer who lent me his camera and showed me how to do it. So I think it's going to be great. I think it's all going to look amazing in the end, but it's been, it's been a, a huge learning experience for me. And I really do feel grateful for the support from Emily and Indie Boom throughout that, because I know that once I've done all my work, I can pass it on to them and they're going to help like turn that into the product that I've been working so hard towards. And that digitalizing element of it is just beyond me. And I don't want to have to worry about that. So I'm glad that I can just do my work and then pass it to Emily and her team. Amen. My team too. Like we, so right now we're consolidating all of our braid e-courses into one and handing it all over to Emily, but we've been working on it for six months. So that's something I kind of want to address here as we talk about digital product is that it takes a lot of work. I've had, and if you make it look easy and people are like, Hey, let's collaborate on an e-course or let's collaborate on an ebook. You're doing a good job. Like you're doing a good job to make it look easy, but we all know how much work goes into that. And then just like your website launch, Whenever you launch that ebook, it's easy to sit back and have a fantasy that this is now going to be passive income and it's going to make you a ton of money. No, no. Now you've got to promote that. Like that's just the beginning now of getting this ebook out into the world. And so it is um, things like writing, telling people how they can buy it in every blog post, every interview, everything should be pushing that ebook. And then what is that ebook doing for you? This is something that Emily taught me whenever we were working together on our e-courses and looking at our cash flow situation. And Emily said, Kathleen, you need to be pitching to every single person that takes your e-course to then do the braid method. Um, because that is our bread and butter offering. It's how we pay the bills. So, um, yeah, your work has only begun, but huge congrats. I mean, that's a big thing to tackle. 
Thank you. And I, I have to say, I never thought that I would tackle something like that this early on. I've always, like I, like I said, I went to culinary school. Cooking is a huge passion of mine, um, teaching cooking classes and creating seminars and all that. But I still, that was a distant dream, like creating a, an ebook or a book. I mean, I, I am creating a book. Yes, it's digitalized, but it's a book. It's a cookbook. And I, I never thought I'd be doing that this early on. I never even knew if I would have ever really done it. It was always just this dream. So the fact that it's actually happening now and it's going to be done in a couple of weeks probably is just crazy. Yay. And really exciting. All right, Talia, I want to spend our last little bit of time together talking about being boss in work and life. And I want to specifically talk about the tools that you teach to your clients because I think it is so important for bosses everywhere to be implementing some of the stuff that you teach um, into their lifestyle so that they can be even more boss. I love talking about this. I think this is such a, an exciting conversation to have because I'm just so passionate about like personal development and um, performing at an optimal level. And I think that for entrepreneurs especially, we need all the help we can get in the sense that we're kind of doing a million things at once. We're doing a lot of it on our own. Um, it can feel really overwhelming. And if you have a solid routine or if you just have certain health practices that you know you have down, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. And it just serves every other aspect of your life and your work. So what I do is um, I created a program, um, a one-on-one -on -one coaching program called Dream Life, where through a lot of trial and error working with clients in the past, I developed this program to cover the most important elements of your life to get them down. We do it together. It's a six-week program. Um, so eating, exercise, stress, and sleep. And we make huge progress, huge progress and transformations in each of those areas. We do them one at a time and they all feed into each other. I mean, once you have your eating and your exercise down, your stress is going to go down too. And once you have your eating and your exercise and your stress under control, your sleep is going to drastically improve. So that's, they all are meant to work together. Um, and I think that for entrepreneurs, like neglecting ourselves, um, not taking care of ourselves, always, let's say, putting the work first, and it can just lead to burnout. And it's, it's about being slow and steady and consistent in your work as opposed to trying to get it all done really quickly and then, and then burning yourself out. And it's so easy to do. I think burnout is such an easy thing to accomplish if we're not mindful of really valuing like our bodies and what we need to function in an, at an optimal level. And that's the other thing. I think a lot of people are used to functioning at kind of like a mediocre level and that's our norm. So we don't even realize how much better it could be. I mean, my last Dream Life client that I had, he said to me, he was like, I kind of just came to you for nutrition. I really didn't think I needed the sleep and the stress and the exercise, but I went with it because that was your only offering in that department. But he's like, I didn't realize how bad all of those areas of my life were before and then how much better they got. Like, I didn't even know I needed help in those areas. I want to pause for a second because I want everyone to hear what you said there, which is, and I want to get into, like, I want like a little piece of tidbit from each one of those sections that a lot of our listeners can use or that I myself can use whenever it comes yeah. to self-care. 
Um, I know that you work with people one-on-one and it's very custom to them, but kind of some broad patterns that you've seen. But first, I want to talk about how this guy came to you and you said you have to go through this entire process to get to the nutrition, but we're going to touch on everything else too. Um, I've had even in my own business, some clients offer to pay me double to just do their logo. Like if you can just do my logo and we can skip all the, you know, visioning and process stuff, like I don't have time. I'm like, well, it's, it's how I work and it's how I get the information I need and it's what I do best knowing that it's also going to serve them tremendously in the end. And so for you, I love that you're brave enough to say, to, to not say, okay, I'll just help you with nutrition and instead do all of those things and say, here's my process and you can sign up for the whole thing and we'll focus on nutrition, but we're going to have to touch on these other things too, because it all goes hand in hand. And that's part of that, you know, you're inspiring him probably with your blog and your recipes and the things that you're sharing, but then you're reassuring and really delivering whenever you offer your entire package and you say, this is how I work. So amen to you. High five. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it was scary to do that because I know some people just want nutrition and I worked with people in that way before and I feel like it just ended on a flat note and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to my clients to finish our working engagement and feel like they had really transformed in a way and this was the only way to do it and, and it has been really getting those results. So that's been really encouraging because I always knew that we could get people there Um and obviously for people, well, the way we work, the more committed they are, the better, the better their results will be. So it's, it's like a team. All right, let's go to some like top line tips and tidbits and things, patterns that you've uncovered along the way in each of those areas that you mentioned. What are some things that creative entrepreneurs or aspiring bosses should be doing now to um, get better sleep and to eat better and to exercise? Like, give us some advice, Talia. Oh my God. Okay. There's, there's a lot. And like I said, everything is connected. So when you improve one of the areas, it will trickle down and improve another. So any little changes that you make in any of those four categories are really, really beneficial to your overall well-being. Um, let's start with eating. I think the biggest, the most powerful tip I could give is try cutting out refined sugar from your diet. Um, it sucks out your energy. It just drains you. You become kind of addicted to it and reliant on it. Um, and it makes you less satisfied with things like vegetables and fruits. It just really messes people up. It causes weight gain more than anything else, which can make people feel a bit blue. I mean, like no one wants to feel that way. So I think that if I were to say one thing, I'd say get rid of the sugar and then replace that sugar that you've cut out and refine carbohydrates um, with like fresh fruits and vegetables and tons of fresh water and even just making that change alone, just that. And it's a big one because a lot of people are addicted. And once they wean themselves off, I mean, you will transform just by doing that alone. Um, so that's a huge one. I would, I would start with that. I mean, but like, yeah, of course, all my lifestyle, like my diet recommendations are fine tuned to each individual, depending on where they are. But everyone could benefit from taking out some sugar, everyone. eating more fruits and veggies and drinking more water. Everyone. 
your energy will improve drastically. Um, you won't feel like spikes and crashes throughout the day, which is what sugar does, you know? Um, so that's a big one. And I think that you need proper tools to get there though. And you need potentially support and accountability, which is what I provide too, because sometimes it's hard to do it on your own. Um, but then once you get there, then you're like, I can do this, no problem. And you feel so good that you don't want to stop. I think in terms of sleep, I think that a lot of people are really sleep deprived, especially entrepreneurs, especially if you have kids. I know it's really, really, really hard to make sleep a priority, but it's so essential. So if you can get seven to eight hours of sleep a night, I mean, it's huge and good quality sleep too. So dark in your room, you want your room to be really dark. You want it to be cool. You want to have like natural fabrics that you're sleeping in or your bed is made out of and all that. So everything's breathable. Um, and you want all the technology out of your bedroom. So take the TV out, take your phones, charge them in the other room. Um, even if you're your alarm clock, it'll help you get up because you have to w wake up and stand up to go turn it off. Um, but get that stuff out of there and keep it quiet and dark and cool and no technology. And that'll make a huge difference. Another one with sleep that people hate so much and makes the biggest difference and like they hate me when I tell them this but try to do like shut down your technology one to two hours before bed so get off of your phone get off of your computer just shut it down because the light from those screens really affects your hormone production in a negative way it keeps you wired it keeps you stimulated um, so it's harder to relax and it stops your body from producing melatonin which is a really important hormone that can only be produced in the dark. Um, that one, like we're all so wired and connected. If we give ourselves that time to just slow down, it really helps with the quality of our sleep. Uh, stress. There are a million things. Have a proper outlet and coping mechanisms for stress. Um, dabble in some meditation, potentially. Like I work through these things depending on what people are interested in and what their lifestyles are, but meditation really helps gratitude practicing gratitude really 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 helps you to feel like you have an abundant life no matter where you're at so it helps to calm down the stress of like lack like i don't have enough of this i wish i had more of that if you practice gratitude you'll start to feel like you have more and then it will start to actually become a reality um and then exercise which is tied into everything directly helps stress um so i get people into a good like just do what you love when it comes to exercise. Don't do what you think you should. Do what's actually fun. Have fun with it. It doesn't matter what it is. Do it with a friend if it's more fun for you. Like it should never feel like torture. That's what I always recommend with exercise. I even heard, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it was like, don't underestimate even just going for a walk. Like going no. for a walk can be huge. And it it is a simple way to move your body and to just get out and about. And for me, I find that walking is when I can kind of go into a meditative place, like kind of a moving meditation. Um, I have found, especially since having my baby, that sitting down and quieting my mind is, it feels impossible. And obviously that means I need to practice more and, and really cultivate that habit a little bit more. But for now, going on a walk and just thinking about my steps and my breath it's a moving meditation. And then usually like from there, like all these blog post ideas start coming in in a really good way. I feel like I'm being like fed 
all the content that I need to then get through my week as an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. Walking has so many benefits. Like it clears your mind. I mean, once you start, if your mind is an overwhelm zone, if you start moving your body, that's the best way to counter that and also get out of your environment and just be outside. If you can walk in nature, that serves so many purposes. Um, I think it's excellent. I don't think anyone should discount walking, especially if you're not so comfortable with exercise. Anyone can do it. You don't need to spend any money. You don't need to buy a gym membership and it's totally valid. Um, I'm curious, and a lot of people in our Facebook group have been talking about this, so I just kind of want to end this conversation. I'm curious what everyone's doing for exercise these days. Like, Emily, what are you doing? Yoga. Yoga? Really, like, really restorative yoga these days. I have, I'm finding that I hold stress in my body, like, crazy, like, Mm -hmm. really crazy. And so I've been working on, like, releasing my shoulders and my hips, like, a lot. So lots of really hippie yoga. Nice. Love it. What about you, Talia? You know what? I recently really got into this new workout called, it's not new, it's newer to me, called Ballet Beautiful. Mary Helen Bowers. She's like the prima ballerina who trained Natalie Portman for Black Swan. And she created this whole, um, I used to dance. So this is primarily why I connect to it and love it so much. But it's just simple mat work, videos, everything's online. I do it from home. I don't have to leave. I don't have to go anywhere. There are no excuses not to do it. And the results are actually amazing. Like I, I am kind of addicted to it right now. So that's, and then I'll, I'll intermix some yoga just to like stretch everything out and de-stress. Nice. I am boxing. I'm like the uh, opposite (laughs) side. I have just recently picked up boxing and I even went to the boxing gym just before we were chatting. So I was still trying to like cool down (laughs) from that workout, but it's, it's cool. I go to this little boxing gym and it is for real. Like it kind of smells, I feel like it's hooked next door to a mechanic because it kind of smells like cars and it kind of smells like smoke and it looks like a place where like Rocky and his like little old trainer would be working out and it's legit it's not like (laughs) girly kickboxing we're talking like wrapping my hands and putting on the gloves and (sighs) hitting bags and like hitting people and it's been really fun that's so cool I feel like that's such a good way to get out everything that you're feeling and just clear your mind right out. And I think also, you know, while I was pregnant, I had a hard time. Um, well, you can't get your heart rate above like 140. It's right. not recommended. And so even after that, I had a really hard time getting back into workouts that got me really sweaty and got my heart rate up. Yeah. And so I feel like this is really the, in, in over a year, the first time I've really started like sweating, but then there's also just lots of impact and I love it. I think that's awesome. Your face talking about it is priceless. <laughs> I'm going to become the next million dollar baby, except hopefully not in the way that that movie ended. I won't spoil it for anyone, but it's pretty traumatic. But see, like this is exactly it though. Everyone's so different. And I think some people love high intensity and some people need like restorative yoga, which is literally the polar opposite. But it's about tuning into what your body needs in that moment and it can evolve, but like really tapping into that. Talia, it's been so awesome reconnecting with you. We should probably have you on another time just to talk about health and wellness and um, self-care because that's something that every creative entrepreneur could use a little bit more attention to, especially. Always, always. I would love that. And thank you guys so much for having me. 
Thanks for joining us. Did you know that you can get exclusive secret episodes of Being Boss over on our website? Check us out at lovebeingboss.com and enter your name and email to receive a download link straight to your inbox. As a recording date for this podcast, our first secret episode, Cultivating Confidence, has been released and we'll be releasing new secret episodes to our subscribers only each quarter. Download yours now at lovebeingboss.com. Thank you for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com, listen to past episodes, and subscribe to new episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. Sorry, Talia, you're getting to see like the nitty gritty of recording. I know. (laughs) This is how we make these. Uh, (laughs) Guys, I love this. I love the behind the scenes because one day maybe I'll want to do something like this and I'm like, oh, like this is how you do it. Okay. Yeah. We don't just get on and jump into it. We get on and like have to talk for 15 minutes about like, (laughs) is everyone recording? Are there any stupid noises going on? Is the plumber's crack hanging out behind Kathleen? (laughs) I know. I'm like, and I've got something in my eye or like a fly is buzzing around. Oh my God.